This is Passion for Your Passions, a podcast about what makes life worth living. I'm Krista. And I'm Julie. On this episode, we're talking about podcasts. Are we too meta for you? A podcast within a podcast, even. that I am trying, I went skiing. Well, what's really funny is I have a work outing next week and we're going curling for whatever fucking reason. <laughs> what is curling? Curling is that ice shuffleboard. Oh, okay. I was like, so you want mostly middle-aged overweight people on ice shuffling stuff? <laughs> Do you have to like wear ice skates? I don't think so. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. The whole thing, I'm like, who decided this? Yeah, where do you even? There's like a winter rink somewhere. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe not be too specific. They also put it on St. Patrick's Day, and I was like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> what is this? This is, is yeah, weird. odd. But I went skiing, <laughs> getting yes. back to this. <laughs> so, the thing that I will say about skiing, it's very weird. I, I understand why it gets this kind of almost like it's a yuppie rich person sport but also at the same time i kind of don't because for one thing it's fun <laughs> like it is pretty fun to ski like it's kind of the adult version of uh sledding like it's like the same kind of feeling except for it's like faster you have better control all that kind of stuff but then also at the same time it is kind of expensive um I suppose it's less expensive if you already have your own skis, but then that also does require you to buy skis and store skis and take care of them. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's odd how there are some of these sports that are just inherently kind of expensive. So, for example, golf. I was going to say golf. <laughs> yeah, because you could go to a golf course now and, you know, rent clubs and all that kind of crap. But, like, if you're going to buy your own clubs... It's, like, really expensive. I mean, right. like, $1,000, $2,000, like, probably more than that. I mean, it's just buy the club membership and do all the things. Rich man sport. But I did enjoy skiing. I saved a child's life. So, <laughs> that that um, was a good segue. <laughs> yeah, I saved Skiing's a fun. Saved a child's life. Um, <laughs> I did save a child's life. Because I don't even... Honestly, it was the most confusing thing ever. Because basically... There's, like, this little, almost, um, like, those things you see at an airport where you, like, get on and it makes you go faster, like, a walkway. That's what I'm trying to say. Walkway. <laughs> um, they had those, like, to take you up really small hills. When you were doing the big hills, it's kind of more like the ski lift thing that you're used to seeing. And this kid was doing all this weird stuff on it and then fell down. And so the thing was still going and it was, like, ha the kid was, like, halfway off. And was sitting there like, I can't get up, complaining and, and being like, oh, I don't I don't understand what's happening. Like, I can't get up. And I'm like, are you okay? Like, why can't you get up? I was, like, trying to help them. And it was like, I just, and my leg feels weird. And I was like, oh, my God, this <laughs> kid break their leg. What is happening? So then I would, like, have to rip this kid up into a position until we got to the part where I could actually get off and, like, drop off the kid. <laughs> and now this is your burden again. <laughs> But like it. it was still fun. So, you know, first part of the year of Krista trying things. I didn't, you know. 
Huzzah. I did one thing. And that was a success. So, you know, maybe I'll shoot a gun. So the next one's probably going to hurt. <laughs> yeah. I'll probably shoot a gun and accidentally shoot it in my shoulder. Yeah, you, you can, yeah, you can dislocate your shoulder with certain guns. It really sucks. Mm. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I've heard my shoulder like pop. I'm like, oh, there it is. <laughs> Today's the day. <laughs> Every once in a while, I dislocate my toe, and that hurts. Yeah, I do that, too. It's so painful. It's my one that got chopped off when I was a kid from a soda can. It's just never been right. <laughs> yeah, it's actually, it's similar for me, too. I had a had an incident where I think I broke my toe, but I never did anything about it, and I think it's just not been okay. I have, <laughs> I had a sudden flashback pop in my head. Sixth grade field day. I thought you broke my toe. Did I? Or was it like freshman year? Oh, I feel like I vaguely You went to kick this. the ball and then you kicked me and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and basically yelled at you about it for like the next week. As just, as you did. As I did. Like I was just like, you broke my toe. <laughs> but anyway, what we're here today to talk about is podcasts. Because Krista is a podcast enthusiast. In fact, she's really the idea behind this podcast she said she wanted to do one and I was kind of like I don't do that what do you want to talk about and here we are um so Krista we're talking about podcasts what how did that start did you someone recommend you one or did you just go that's a cool thing I'm on it yeah so we were just talking about this because you know we like to talk shit off camera off mic (laughs) All the time. All the time. Um, yeah, we just talk shit. But that's my current, that's my constant state of being. I actually had a meeting today where I was like, my whole purpose is to talk shit and pick fights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. But we are talking about how, because the last episode was about music, and Julie is very, 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 very into music. I am less so into music, and it's, honestly, it's kind of weird. I don't entirely understand why I am the way I am. I mean... Honestly, I don't understand why I am the way I am about many, many things, not just this. <laughs> I think I'm weird, and it's fine. <laughs> and I've accepted that. <laughs> Everyone else needs to move on. There's no explanation. I, it's weird, because I like music, but I like music in such a passive way that it's strange. I barely have any favorite bands. I couldn't tell you a lot of songs that I have that are my favorite songs. I don't really have, like, a lot of favorite soundtracks. I mean, there's Lord of the Rings, which is great. But, you know, beyond that, I don't have much music that's very important to me the same way that it is important to Julie. So I think where podcasts kind of came in, well... I think that there's kind of multiple parts of the story where I was kind of aware of podcasts for a while, mainly probably because of the McElroy brothers, because I was aware of them, weirdly, I was aware of them separately from podcasting, because podcasting is actually how they're pretty famous, but they do a lot of stuff also on YouTube, and so like Monster Factory, and um, they have a couple of weird things, like for example, there's this one weird thing that Griffin did where he played World of Warcraft, but he tried to be peaceful. So he went throughout, like, as much of World of Warcraft as he could with not killing anything. It was very difficult, and it's pretty funny. But anyway, I I was aware of him through this stuff, and so I was aware of them. But then I think the other part of why I just started listening to podcasts is 
I started kind of wanting to go outside and run and like go on walks and stuff. And I wanted something to listen to while I was doing that. And I just, music was just not working for me. I, I do have this problem with listening to music while I'm working out where if it's not right, I just can't do it. I just like, I can't listen to it. I cannot do it at all. I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, what's really funny is because I've put a soundtrack to my life, I can probably create a playlist for you. Like, this will get you to work out. But the songs I pick are kind of funny. They're not... Most of them are upbeat. Like, they're a fast pace. But there's one in particular that when I tell people, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was on my playlist for, like, all of my adolescence. They're like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. And it's a song by the Exes called You're Ugly. And it's literally the whole thing screaming, like, punk metal, like, are you and I'm like running like yes I am like just like, <laughs> like that was part of my workout. It was I would play it when I was running uphill because it's like that's the hard part for me. So I'm weak and piece of shit. I'm ugly and it's like this song played like and it was the timing of it just worked. And then when I was running like flat like on a track, I'd play the song Devour and it's like it starts out with a drum and actually leads you in. So it's like a snare that slowly increases. So it makes me get to my pace. And then I would run at the pace of that song and then want to die after because it just got so fast. So I think I can make you the perfect playlist, but... Well, I mean, if you want to, go ahead and send it to me because part of the problem I have when it comes to music and, like, creating playlists and stuff is I either pick stuff that's, like, too slow and sappy. Like, this is just, like, I'm talking about if I'm listening to stuff and I'm like, I like that song. Too slow and sappy or it's weird, random funny crap like I have a bunch of crazy ex-girlfriend songs on there which is like it's not something to run to or um Broadway musical stuff or just random just songs that don't go together at all and it just makes it really hard to run to because I'm not motivated and I want to change the song every five seconds yeah. so two bands I like to listen to to keep me at pace is Shine Down and Foo Fighters and Shinedown did Devour, but what's really funny is I was splitting wood, and I have a log splitter, and I was trying to keep in time with the music and the log splitter, and I found the perfect song, but I did it for, like, two minutes. I was like, <gasps> I was like, I'm going to die. I can't do this. Like, it's just too fast, because I was, like, completely in sync. As soon as the log splitter, like, split it, I'd have it moved and adjust it to go back up and throw it and then have another log. Like, it was perfectly succinct, <laughs> but I only, I did it until the song ended, and then I'm like, beat red and just like oh my god <laughs> what's, what's the song um Satan so it's like it gets faster so it'd be like every measure like throwing a lot <laughs> so it's just the worst I was so tired I went I did that too well I'm not fit enough to handle this <laughs> It's perfect, but I'm dying. So I could I could get you set up. This okay. Time. All right. Well, maybe it's something I'll have to get into. But anyway, basically, this was part of the reason why I started listening to podcasts is I needed something to listen to to kind of distract me from the pain of working out. And so I just kind of started listening to a bunch of random things. I think the very first one I started listening to was what's called the H3H3 podcast. Some people might be aware of H3H3, some people might not. 
they're not, it's not really one that I would recommend because especially nowadays, H3, H3 is kind of mainly into stuff I would kind of consider drama. But I don't know. I, I think at the time I kind of liked their humor a little bit and they're, they're kind of different because I feel like one of the things about H3, H3 is they're very frank about things. And I think I like that sometimes. I don't always like the fakeness of having a podcast or a YouTube channel or whatever. I mean, it's fine and I'm into it sometimes, but sometimes I like it better when people are just people, whether that's horrible or good or whatever. I just, I don't know. There's something about that to me that sometimes that draws me in. But again, I I don't think I would recommend H3H3 podcast to most people. Well, that works for you because, I mean, we talked about Great British Bake Off and how one of the reasons why people and you particularly are drawn to it is because it seems tangible. It's real. It's not glossed over or made perfect. So it makes a lot of sense that you'd want authentic podcasts. You want podcasts that, yeah, you understand there is some salmanship in it or like how we do our intros is very generic and precise, but there's still that human part of it, that part that's like, I could talk to that person. That person is real. Yeah. That is sometimes a drawback of podcasts. And I can understand, depending on what kind of a person you are, I can understand that being a flaw of them, where sometimes it is really glossy. It's like so glossy. They don't really come across as people. And it's just somebody saying something to you. Like that's all that it is. Maybe that appeals to you for certain subjects, but it sometimes it bores me. And I'll get more into that when I get to some of my things I've been listening to more recently. But I will also say that um, if you if you want to get started into podcasts, I do think that this is kind of a good way to do it because there are a lot of YouTubers that also make podcasts or streams or whatever. Um, so like one that I could recommend is I really like there's this YouTuber, her name is Sophia Nygaard, and uh, she also does a stream. So it's kind of like a podcast, it's just on YouTube. And so she's doing things and you can see her doing things. But I think her stream is really good. And it's kind of, like I said, it's the same as a podcast, to be honest. She's talking about things. The only thing that's maybe different is she's actually physically doing something. Like sometimes she'll make different pastas from Korea or, you know, she makes candles sometimes and she has her husband there. So there's like a back and forth. And well, it kind of sounds like the equivalent of people listening to the radio for fights or for sporting events. It'd be like, yeah, you can watch it, but they're also just saying exactly mm -hmm. what it is. So if you're not sitting on the couch or you're working, you can listen and still be a part of it and understand what's going on. Yeah. Actually, a lot of times <laughs> it sounds really funny, but I take naps to her stream. <laughs> Because it's like, it's around that time where I'm ready to take a nap. And I'm like, I'll watch this. And then I just get sleepy. <laughs> it's just nice. I was going to comment on that when you said there are a lot of glossy speakers for podcasts. And I'm like, you can sleep to it. I mean, if you're used to that cadence and the way they talk and just drift off. <laughs> yeah. And there are definitely some that are, are better for that than others. We're going to do a pivot with this because I want to talk about more of the podcasts that I actually like. <laughs> And not just getting people into podcasts. So when I really started to find my way was listening to funny podcasts. And also probably more specifically listening to D&D &D related podcasts. It's 
Okay, so there is a very weird genre of podcast, which is essentially just people playing D&D, but also it's not quite just people playing D&D, although that probably exists. It's more glossy than that, like, because it's basically like they're playing it, but then they're also kind of getting rid of all of the complicated parts. So it's not so much math. It's not so much... Um, just you being like, what, what the fuck am I supposed to be doing? Who am I? What's going on? Do I have a horse? <laughs> so like, true yeah. role play. So they're essentially yeah. living out the true role play of it, not the logistics. Yeah. And there's been a few of these that I've really enjoyed. And some of them where the story has just been fantastic. Like, by the end of it, you get so engaged in the story that it's, it's awesome. So two of those that I can think of, uh... One is the Adventure Zone, so we're talking about the McElroy brothers. They did, their very first Dungeons & Dragons podcast was like this very long one, and it's interesting. At the beginning, it started out very much like what you would expect a D&D podcast to be, but it was the McElroy brothers, it was funny, so like it, you know, it engaged me. But then as it went on, it was kind of this more complicated story with all these weaving events and, like, you were super invested as to what was actually going to happen within the story. And um, I think it's by... Because basically it's broken up into sections and they did this for, like, three years. Like, it's pretty impressive. But by the fifth section, I was just... That part of the story, I I loved it. It just... it, I mean, okay, if you ever listened to it, anybody who did ever listen to you, if you got to that part in the story, you'll know why. Knowing me, you would know why I like that part of the story. It's a trope for me. <laughs> it's one of my tropes. But one of the other D&D podcasts that I could recommend is there's this one called Dames and Dragons, where the point of Dames and Dragons is they're all females. This is another one where I just really like the story that they have set up here. It It's weird, and it is, like, kind of hard to recommend to people because there's, like, a first season. The first season, for one, they were having a couple audio problems, and then, two, it, it was set up kind of weird. But by the time it gets to the second season, it just has, like, it has a really good story. It's, for this one, it's kind of... It has a lot to do with gods and goddesses and how these gods and goddesses got to be the way that they are. And there's this big, long, complicated history and this whole theme of, you know, what's it like to live basically forever and how that would make you insane and, you know, all of this different kind of stuff. So it goes through all these really complicated points, but then it also does tell a really kind of silly at times story like most D&D podcasts do. The best, at least. (laughs) Yeah. And I think another just kind of random funny thing that I could recommend is there is also another type of podcast, which is a weird type, where people just improv stuff. There is this podcast called Hello from the Magic Tavern, which is a great improv podcast to listen to because essentially the setup of this podcast is there's this guy... He went to a Burger King, and then he, like, accidentally went through a wormhole. And so now he's in this magical land where there's wizards and just all of this dumb, random, magical crap that will happen all the time. And 
he just so happens to have all of his podcast equipment and he's sitting in this tavern talking to people and interviewing them and stuff. And it's all improv, but I think they must have somewhat of a story planned because it's very good improv if it's... (laughs) That's a damn good storyline for just throwing it together. (laughs) Yeah, and one of the things that always cracks me up about this podcast is basically anything they say becomes real. So when they'll have, uh, you know, guests, because they will have guests. Like, actually, Felicia Day was on it once, which was really interesting. But when they have these guests, like, they'll let them talk about whatever they want. They don't really prep them that much or anything. And anything they say, they just make it become canon in the story. Um, Because, like, I think, for example, one of the ones that I remember is that there was, like, this thing where they were saying that Robins didn't exist. It had something to do with, like, this game or something they were playing. There's like, oh, there's no real Robins in this world. But then later, like, another guest came on, and they were talking about Robins. So then they brought it back up, and they were like, wait, so the Robins exist, and then they didn't exist? And they were like, oh, yeah, well, we brought Robins back into existence because you were talking about them, and it just really bummed us out. <laughs> it's just like, there's all of this stuff, and it's it's the weirdest thing, but it's very funny. And... It's a bit shorter, too, is the other thing. Like, I think each episode is probably, like, around 15 minutes. So it's very digestible. You could, you know, listen to it on the way to work or just whenever you have a random break. So, I have a secret question. Secret question? Secret question. It's so secret, it's not on topic. (laughs) Okay. That's probably for the best. At all. Okay. So I was discussing this with someone, and it became more of a philosophical, philosophy, philosophical, philosophical, um, <laughs> philosophical uh, kind of discussion, and I wanted to hear your thoughts on it to see which way you tend to move. So my question is, what does pain tolerance mean? And when I say that, I mean, is pain tolerance willpower that you feel this much pain and you're able to push past it? Or is pain tolerance your body resisting the sensation of pain? Because wow. my mother and I are opposites in that. I am hypersensitive. I know when one grain of salt is wrong in my gears. But I move past it. Like, I can work through a lot of pain and focus still. My mother doesn't feel pain half the time. She, <laughs> she had three kids, didn't feel any of the contractions for any of them. Like, people are literally telling her, like, you should be in severe pain. And she's like, I mean, I'm not totally comfortable, but, (laughs) like, she didn't feel that. And it's still, it's just a very strange thing because, like I said, I will feel if someone pulls one hair out of my head. Now, I can resist it. I'm not going to scream and cry and lose my mind. But I feel it, and I know it happened, and I feel that sensation. So do I have a higher pain tolerance because of my willpower, or does she because of the resistance to pain that she feels the sensation of? So I think if I was going to answer this question in the scientific way, which is not the fun way to answer this question, it's probably that pain tolerance is how much pain you feel. I, I think that is the scientific answer to it. I think kind of what you're saying is probably true, that there's a difference where it's pain tolerance and then willpower. <laughs> You're just able to withstand it better than some people. (laughs) But if you look at the word tolerance, to me, the willpower applies to that more. So if you're saying pain resistance or pain, I'm trying to, I had another word when I was discussing this, 
But I think tolerance implies, because you're tolerating something, you're putting up with something, is the idea, that the willpower goes along better with that phrasing. Yeah. I could see that. I don't know what would be a better word. I don't know. Like, pain biology? What's your pain biology? (laughs) Well, what's your... Yeah, to me, like, it's your pain resistance. Yeah, that would be a more, like, physical resistance versus mental stability of dealing with it. Because, yeah, tolerance to me specifically says, like, it's there and you're putting up with it. Not, you're not feeling it. Yeah, it's also kind of weird, too, for me, for example, because I think I've come to realize I am pretty good with pain. Because, like, I get shots every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've also, oh, yeah, I my finger that I cut, I had to get cauterized. That was very painful. But also, like, well, maybe this is more willpower thing. I just kind of got cauterized and, like, sat there and was like, <laughs> basic. I didn't, you know scream or whatever I guess you would do but it was painful right very very painful well the definition of pain tolerance is pain tolerance is the maximum level of pain that a person is able to tolerate so then to ultimately test pain tolerance you take the two people and keep increasing the pain levels until they gave in so if you're testing pain tolerance your willpower or your resistance would be a component yeah. so it's it's one of those things that I think is a very interesting topic to talk to people about because like your instinct was, well, it's going to be the physical one. Like, that's just... But when you start breaking it down, what tolerance means, what this means, if it's a test that you can take, then they'd both be determining factors. Can we can we get an anesthesiologist in here? <laughs> we need more experts. Okay, you're like, can we start this test today? I'm like, no, let's not do that. <laughs> no. I don't want my mom and I to sit <laughs> pain trials. Like, we'll just keep poking just you with bigger and bigger needles. Like... <laughs> I mean, my mom, both of us are squalors, is how we put it. Like, when we feel like it, we squall, is how we say. But, I mean, if it's a challenge, we're both competitive and we just stare each other down while we're getting, like, dissected. <laughs> but, yeah, like I said, it's my mom and I, I think, about have the same pain tolerance level if you did that kind of test. But mine is almost purely willpower, while hers is just life is hard and she is hardened by it. <laughs> like, and... It was just an interesting conversation I started having with someone. It just made me think. I'm like, I wonder what Krista thinks. I want more people to, like, weigh in on this and have this. Tell us in the comments. Yeah, tell us what you think. On, when on I Facebook. kick my mom's ass, like, that's, that's really what I want maybe to I need, Maybe I need, we could put a survey or something on Facebook. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to do that, but maybe we'll figure it Someone's out. done it, so I can figure it out. We'll put it on there and we'll say, what is the definition? We'll give the two definitions. Mm-hmm. We'll see. See how it goes. We'll see if two people answer. And then I just want secret option C to be like, put them to the test or something yeah. dramatic. Multiple needles, multiple knives. Let's go. Let's go. Fingernails. Everything. On it. Speaking of murders like vampires and things, what kind of podcast do you listen to now? <laughs> Okay. Perfect segue. Let's go. So I have gotten into the age-old trope, which is true crime. You're a white woman listening to true crime. I don't know. Do you know about this, that true crime is, like, the best podcast? I mean, sorry, the way I sound that is not right. The most popular. Yeah, the most popular. Did you know that? Yeah. It's been a trend going on for now that, like, true crime shows, true crime pot, like, the media is oversaturated with it, which usually means it's the most popular. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. 
I, I think like part of the reason why this happened is so I am, as you can probably tell, a person who really likes good stories. So I started, I wanted to, because I was listening to a lot of really funny podcasts where kind of the only point of it was to be funny. And I think that started kind of grating on me after a while. I'm the kind of person where I flip back and forth between my likes and dislikes and whether I want to listen to a comedy or something more serious. So I started kind of trying to find more serious podcasts to listen to, and some of them were working out and some of them weren't. And then, just because I basically looked on my phone and was saying, what is some of the best podcasts? One that came up was this podcast called Suspect, which Suspect is a true crime. It is about the murder of a woman in Seattle called Arpana Janagi. Janagi? I might be mispronouncing her last name, but it was just a very well-told story. And I think that there were a lot of aspects that I enjoyed about being told that type of story. It, it was good journalism for sure. Like that is definitely the category I would put most of these ones that I'm going to recommend on here is that when they are telling these stories, like they're really going out of their way. Like a lot of them, they'll contact some of the people who were in the original murder investigation. They'll talk to the police officers. They'll talk to news reporters, you know, like they get the whole story or at least as much of it as they can. And this one was definitely like that. And it just, it took this giant whirlwind of a thing. And even at the end of it, I still could not tell you what happened, which I think is also interesting in a way to be, because I feel like a lot of stories that especially we get told, there's an answer, you know? So it is interesting to be told a story where there's just not an answer. People keep trying to get me to watch like Unsolved Mysteries and stuff. I'm like, no, you think the kind of person I am, I can accept that there's just no, no, I can't even accept that about religion, let alone something that I could technically like go investigate. You think I'm okay with that? Or when people talk about treasure hunters, I think he told me something about that. I'm just like, I can't do that. I would literally let it consume my entire life. Like I just am not that person. Yeah. And I mean, I think that there's definitely ones that are better than others. I mean, so for example, with this one that I was talking about, there is an answer. I think that was definitely also what was interesting about this story there were several points where it kind of seemed like the police dropped the ball or the investigators or whoever it was. There was, you know, a bunch of things happening. Yeah. And so there were avenues where it's like, why didn't you go down that? Like, it's so frustrating. It, it just like, it grinds your gears as much as I hate that sentence. It does. You're just like, why? <laughs> as a scientist, as a, you should be doing these things. Be better, <sighs> man. <laughs> well, one that I could recommend to you, though, that is in kind of the same vein is Bear Brook. Because the thing that is nice about Bear Brook is Bear Brook does have an answer. So that's one. And it is the true crime setup. Like, it, it's kind of weird. With Bear Brook, essentially, when he started the podcast, there wasn't an answer. But then it started to break as he was doing the podcast, so there became an answer towards the end of it. But it that case is just very interesting, which is part of the reason why I recommend that one so much to people, because 
it's this thing of they found bodies and barrels, which, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Apologies, yeah. sensitive listeners sorry. who specifically yeah. listen to our podcast to avoid such talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, in the 70s, I think, was when it was. And it just took years to figure it out. And part of the reason was is because the victims, they didn't know who the victims were. Like, they could not figure out who these people were. And, like, no matter what they did, they tried all this different kind of testing. In the 70s, it wasn't as common to do DNA. And then, you know, when DNA came, they did more of that. But then they still couldn't figure out who they were. And so it just took so long. And I think that even makes it more satisfying when they do actually get to that answer. It's just like, huh. But it is, I will say, one thing that's really weird about true crime podcasts particularly and I haven't been actually listening to them as much, like, very recently, is because it does, they get kind of weird. Like, there's this almost weird moral thing to them where, one, it can be kind of creepy. Like, there's definitely been ones I've listened to that have creeped me out more than others, and it's, it's hard to explain why that is, but sometimes they do. I think, like, the one that probably creeped me out the most was there was one about a serial killer and they would use his actual voice um, because basically I think um, he had like a bunch of talks with police officers and then they put the tapes out. So like it's public access. You can access these tapes if you wanted to. I don't recommend it, but you can. And just how normal he was. And, and you know, I've like heard stuff from other serial killers other things like that well, like Dahmer where yeah. people are like he's so hot and I'm like <laughs> but it's also they are like to me they're inherently a little bit creepy you know there's something I don't know I, I normally can feel like there's something but with this guy it just wasn't th- like he was just so normal and it just creeped me out like ugh, it just was rough <laughs> well those are the people that always get to you because it's you know that could be someone you know yeah. You always want to feel like these horrible people have a tell or that, oh, I would have sensed that. And in reality, most people wouldn't. Like, it's that's why they got to do what they did is because people don't inherently think others are evil. Even if you think you do, even if you're like, oh, I'm weighed down by the world and capitalism and all this stuff. It's not natural for a human to inherently think another human is evil or bad without evidence or examples or just... We like to assume because of the comfort and safety of it that humans are good. And that's how we've advanced yeah. as a civilization. It's part of our nature. And so that's always just a more eerie kind of like, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to tell. And I know that for a fact. It's not me speculating and daydreaming like, no, I'd see that he had shifty eyes and all this stuff. It's like, nope, even you told me right now that guy's evil and I'm not picking up on it (laughs) yeah and i'll put this out there for anybody who is interested in this podcast but i will tell you this podcast is kind of hard to listen to it's called true crime bullshit and it's like the serial serialized murders of a guy who's well maybe i shouldn't even say his name to be honest if you just look up true crime bullshit that's the podcast and man like this goes through some of those things, though, that I was talking about, where it's like there's this weird morality to them because, you know, when these people are doing this journalistic 
trying to find out stuff about murders. Like, you're dragging stuff back up. Like, he was talking about how some of the people that the serial killer murdered, he was trying to reach out to them, and they were pissed off, you know, because rightfully so. Like, they probably would be. Like, it's not fun. It's not fun to, you know, go back and remember that something bad happened to you. And, you know, so there's all of this kind of stuff that, you know, you don't really think about when you're listening to some of this stuff because you're just like, oh, it's a good story. Whatever. It's interesting. But it's like, no, there's, you know, it does, it can hurt people. Yeah, it's people's lives. Yeah. And that's what's, and, you know, it's not even, because, you know, you get this thing where, like, you get used to listening to about celebrities' lives or whatever, for example. Like, these are, no. These are straight up just normal, average, regular Joe people. Could you be know? you. Kind well, of. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I meant. Like that's the feeling. Like this could be you yeah. or your friend. Like it's tangible. It's close. Yeah. It's creepy. But you know what I actually want now besides a the bagel. Creepy? What? <laughs> yeah. Actually, that is a, that's a great segue because <laughs> what I would love. That's so good. <laughs> I want a food podcast, but I want a food podcast that's much less glossy. Because I've tried to listen to a couple of food... Okay, so the reason why this came up, there is this YouTuber. I'm not sure that I'm going to be able to say her last name, but I will try. (laughs) Her name is Beryl Sherworski? Something like that. Anyway, she has this content where it's... She tries different foods from around the world, but it's like from real people who give her real people recipes and she tries to make it and then she'll eat it. And there's something I really like about it. It's very real. It doesn't, because I like food and I like watching food TV shows and, you know, all this different kind of stuff. But I do sometimes get bogged down by the, like, intensity of it, you know? And I think it's, it is interesting to hear about, you know, different cultures and, you know, what they eat. But, like, I feel like the way that this is done, it's kind of almost more fun. Like, it's more like, oh, yeah, this is just kind of what it's like. And it, it feels a lot more approachable rather than being like, oh, over here, they eat this specific bisque that is like this. And they age it for 25 years. You'll never do this, but you should know. Okay, so, like... <laughs> Let's say I wanted to create this podcast for you. Let's say that. Okay. This is how I envisioned it. Basically, it'd be like those blogs that you're like, just give me the fucking recipe. But like, (laughs) (laughs) so at the beginning, I would go, hey, I'm going to make a lote. Now, you've probably heard this from this show or this movie or just seen it on Nacho Libre and just really wanted it. So let me break down kind of what the standard traditional version is. And then I'm going to give you the better version. So the standard traditional is XYZ because XYZ and this happened and this was part of the culture and that's really cool. So I'm not going to go find that mayonnaise because it's from like 2,000 years ago. That's really goddamn weird. I'm going to get cutie pie mayonnaise because yeah. <laughs> it's delicious. And then we're going to do this, this, and that. And then basically I'd be making it and you'd hear me burn myself and do stupid crap the entire time. and be like, man, oh, slip a hand. Well, now we got to double it. <laughs> I'm just doing silly stuff. And I just imagine the ASMR. More garlic. Yeah, more garlic, always. <laughs> and I imagine the ASMR of me just, like, sitting right next to a mic and having corn and going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you okay. like that, people? <laughs> I just want, I want food to be fun. You know, I think, 
I think that is a thing, and I think there is an audience for that. And I get so tired of food being just, like, not fun. See, my problem is, is Yumly does it, and I hate them for it. They make it fun, but stupid at the same time, and I don't like that. I still want it to be good and interesting without it being stupid or bogged down. Because what they'll do is they're like, we made a plate of white fudge, like white chocolate fudge. Let's make it into six different things. And they just put different powders and then cut it out into hearts. And I'm like, that's down when I hate you. Like, that's just like, that's, that's not a recipe. That's just you being cute. And I don't care. Like, well, okay. So like, for example, if I, I, I mean, I can talk about her video a little bit more. So for example, she had this one where she was trying different soups from around the world. Or well, it was more like different comfort foods when you're sick. And there just happened to be a lot of soups on there because it turns out that's Duh. what people <laughs> eat around the world. And so, for example, one of them that was on there was this Mongolian soup where essentially it was just tons of very small, almost like dumplings in this broth. And she ate it and she was like, oh my gosh, like this is, it looks really weird. But she was like, it tastes amazing. <laughs> it's like eating the most kind of dumpling soup but it's just in a way where it coats your stomach and really like is comforting okay i got the perfect one for you now okay <laughs> we're making a podcast it's all about me right again now. podcast within a podcast <laughs> so years ago i started this project that i've since taken like a hiatus from i wanted a book of the perfected recipe of anything i would want to eat okay and i mean everything i wanted this Bible to tell me the perfect version of stuff. And so I did this for months. I would, I'd literally go, I want mac and cheese. That makes sense. When people go on and on about mac and cheese, I just don't get it. It's a beige pasta that barely tastes like cheese and is so messy. It's like butter. I want to make the perfect mac and cheese. And then for weeks, I would keep making mac and cheese and keep editing it and making changes and going, that really worked. That really sucked. This is like... And then I'd have the perfect recipe at the end of it. Would you want to watch that? <laughs> that I mean, yeah, that could be that kind sounds of interesting. Because it's yeah. like, okay, I learned this new technique on how to do this stupid roux, and it's going to work with this mac and cheese. It didn't fucking work. <laughs> it tastes horrible. It just tastes it's, like butter. It tastes like butter. <laughs> <laughs> and so what would happen is, like, I think I ended up with 50 recipes that I did this to. What would happen is some of the time, it would literally take me a month. I made mashed potatoes for a month. Like, I'm not exaggerating that. I literally made mashed potatoes, like, every other day for a month. And I finally got, like, the perfect... I have three mashed potato recipes for three different settings, okay? That was one of the problems I had to come up with, is, like, mashed potatoes have different roles on the plate. Sometimes it's literally to blend and to keep everything together. Other times it's to create structure and to do this, like, texture change. I have three different mashed potato recipes. <laughs> so that one took me a month. And then I had another one. I literally, first time, I looked up, like, best brownie recipe ever. And I made it, and I went, they did a good job. I was like, nailed it. This is perfect. I'm like, there's nothing I can do to make this a perfect <laughs> yeah, recipe. Yeah. <laughs> like, so it was kind of, it would have those ups and downs with just, like, and then mac and cheese. I was still just like, I just don't get it, guys. Like, I just, what do you fucking like about mac and cheese? If it's not Easy Mac, I don't know what to help you with. <laughs> like, Easy Mac or what? <laughs> Easy Mac or nothing. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. So we're so we're making um, a second podcast. There you go. <laughs> It'll be one of those YouTube ones where you can also just watch me in the kitchen because I hurt myself a lot. <laughs> watch Julie trying to make mac and cheese and then like, fuck.
Yeah, and see how I can't cut anything the way it's supposed to be cut. I just do all herb style. <laughs> This was Passion for Your Passions with Julie and Krista on the next episode. When there's trouble, you know who to call. Teen Titans! This... Dun dun. <laughs> my head anytime you said true crime I was like dun dun <laughs> bah, bah. that one wasn't right I fucked up <laughs> this is why I'm the musical one I need to get like a little xylophone and just <laughs> that wouldn't be right <laughs> no it'd be too cheerful it'd be like if Barney decided to host true crime <laughs> hey kids <laughs> guess who died <laughs> guess who's a serial killer I guess we have an end. <laughs> <laughs>